<clears throat> have you been friends? Friends is a, it's a strong word for what we are. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years. Brothers from another mother? Eight years. Uh, I mean, different mothers? Brothers is a strong word. <laughs> it's an aggressively strong word for a while. This is a one-sided friendship. That's, oh, that's how shit. it works. It's a one-sided friendship. Uh, we're both 0. 0.5 on each side. That's... It's like you ever have like a coworker you really get along with, but you would never invite home to dinner or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, an, that's, a, that's oh. a close approximation of what we are. You know, people well, are going to actually start believing us, David. Good. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Hey, it's a uh, lot of free time to be spending with someone that you're uh, not friends with. What yeah. was your theater company called again? Oh, I don't have a theater company. Check, 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 check. Well, who she you, was part of, uh, she I'm, wrote something for American Theater, right? Yeah. You're, yeah, it's a magazine. Magazine, yes. Yes. But it's your magazine. Uh, it's not my magazine. Oh, no. God. Okay. No, but it, the, the story is interesting there okay. because... Uh, are we starting or? Yeah, let's start. Uh, no, okay. No, the story is interesting there because uh, the magazine's like we just turned 35. And it's when I came in, in in 2011, we didn't have a website. So and the re the readership was like pathetic. And then in 2014, they finally after I anno I've been annoying them for a good couple of years at that point to let me make them a website. And then I made them a website, and now like people actually read it, which is nice. Hello, and welcome to the Bad Asian Podcast, the world's most inconsistent podcast, where we start off talking about Asian things and we'll slowly devolve into self-indulgent thought exercises. I'm your host, David Nguyen. Joining me from the West Coast is... Imran Chi. And before we introduce our guests, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Canal Street Radio and Listening Party. So please give them a follow on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and Canal Street Market. Uh, and then to everybody who's been supporting the podcast, we are very grateful. Uh, keep continuing to go on iTunes and leave us those five stars. That's been helping out a lot. Yep. And because you guys respond more to negative reinforcements, uh, do it. I or Emron will come and um, split up your family. That's right. I will. Yeah, nothing is guaranteed. Watch over your shoulder. I'll be Unless there. you leave us five stars and then you're safe. You can write whatever comment you want. Yeah. We don't care. We just, just, we just we, want five stars. We just want the five stars and the comments. <laughs> it doesn't matter the content of the comments. We just want the comments. I would love. Write in your favorite uh, boba. Yeah, all these other podcasts would like you to leave friendly comments. We don't care about that. We just need to spam the algorithm. That being said, we have a very special guest here with us today. Uh, writer, woo -woo. journalist, podcast, producer. Everybody, please welcome Dip Tran. Hello. Yes. Yay. So you heard her earlier talking about the American Theater Magazine. Yes. Uh, all right. Continue with your story. Uh, how? So we were talking a little bit earlier while we were getting boba. So Asian. There's actually no boba in mine, but I just call it boba because I'm from the West Coast and that's what we call all milk teas. Yeah. Oh. Real, oh. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've always, I've heard it called bubble tea and boba, but I lived on both coasts, so I don't really know. Well, you always go by West Coast because we dictate what is Asian. Exactly. There's more of us there. It's popular yeah. vote. This is not the Electoral College. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like mainland Asia, they get to dictate it. And then in America, West Coast Asians get to dictate mm -hmm. Asian culture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's boba then? It's boba. It's boba. Okay, it's right. boba. But we will also accept bubble tea, but that's more of like... Um, 
you know, for heathens. What about and pearls? Have you guys heard anybody? Yes, I've heard of pearls? pearls, but she's heard never of heard of pearls. But no, I've, I've heard you, of pearls. I just don't like it. Maybe that's more yeah. of a Bay Area thing, because we we're uh, the Bay Area always uh, is always late when it comes to dope Asian shit. Okay. For some reason, it goes to LA first, and then we mm-hmm. we're Johnny Come Latelys. So you know, like rolled ice cream that started yeah. in Taiwan yes. and then or Thailand. Thai. I think it was Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, and then you can it, Google that. And then the <laughs> one of the ties. <laughs> and then one it, of the ties. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> Wait, same difference. I don't know. If you difference. guys have you guys ever like when you refer to Thai Taiwanese people? Do you ever refer to them as ties? Because I've done it before, but then people was like, "No, that's for Thailand people." It's like, but I understand that, but it's it's about the same. And I've I accidentally done it. Okay, and I have to correct myself. <laughs> I see. Yeah, when like the rolled ice cream. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff started popping off on Instagram or whatever. It uh, it found its way to LA first, and then the Bay Area got it yeah. later. I don't know if there's anything other than technology that goes to the Bay first and then slowly trickles down to LA. Yeah. That's why SoCal is the better part of California. Just saying. Well, I will say Shots this: fired. <laughs> <Exactly>. Shots fired. <laughs> the rivalry continues, even though I don't live there anymore. <laughs> With the rivalry, I will say it's more one-sided. Really? Because like the Bay Area definitely hates LA a lot more than LA uh, dislikes the Bay because mm. LA is not concerned with anything that's outside <laughs> of so- Southern California. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Southern California, I'll, uh, I'll put it that way. It's it's kind of like the same way like New Yorkers hate Los Angeles, and Los mm-hmm. Angeles doesn't I really get, care. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like unbothered because all this sunshine. It's like yeah, I keep hating because. It's like there's no culture out there or everything's spread out. But when people are in L.A., it's like I, I'm just happier. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm not. That's why I moved to New York City. Really? Yeah, wow. because, well, well, I grew up in Orange County and and then I went to I did my undergrad at UCLA. And so I had to like fucking drive everywhere and I drove home every weekend. And driving just like fills me with a murderous rage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I get that. Tra- and traffic in particular. And yeah. and also, I've always been kind of high strung, and I feel like the stereotype of people in LA is kind of true. Everyone's just really relaxed because no one ever gets anywhere on time mm-hmm. because it's impossible to predict yeah. that shit. And so, like, okay. I don't know. I have. I feel like my energy is better for New York. Yeah. New York feeds. It's like I found my my fellow neurotic self-hating humans yeah your anger your anger's at home exactly <laughs> and no one's telling me like i'm, I'm a weirdo yeah no. I, i'm a very impatient person so that works mm-hmm. better in new york than it does in the bay area mm-hmm. so just like walking i like walking fast yeah and that's, yeah, that's just perfect for this lifestyle whereas in the bay area like the few times i do have to walk around it's just everybody's just too casual and relaxed and just in my way people walk in san francisco sometimes here and there yeah yeah <laughs> Like it's hard, usually, it, I would say it's usually scooter based now. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of lift and bird, Electro- bird scooter in. Yo, don't like, you all have like those electronic charging stations for scooters now? I, I don't in, know. I don't know how they get charged out there. Well, actually, I do know. Like, you can actually make money doing it. So at night, people will take like ten of these and then charge them in the house. And then take them outside and just leave them. And apparently you can make like $20 a scooter. I can't wait for like electronic rollerblades to be a thing. <laughs> See people like rocket skate <laughs> up a hill. We're just 10 years away from hoverboards. I can't wait. Like, yeah, as long as we get like rid of all this traffic, I, however they do it, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe I'll move back to the bay. Oh, real quick. So you're you from... can't afford it now. What? I can't afford it now? <laughs> Who knows how much it's going to be oh, when I'm you gonna move be... back? 
either my girlfriend. I'm just. <laughs> I'm counting on my girlfriend to be rich. I'm waiting for a Thanos snap, and I feel like all of my problems. What makes you think you're not gonna be part of? What makes you think you're not gonna be part of the dusted crowd? It's gonna work out uh, either way. I have a, I have a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, yeah. Yeah. It's either I get to no traffic, or I don't have to worry about how I live, and it's a win-win either. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay with that if, like, if there was a Thanos snap? And <laughs> then a 50, 50 I was chance? still alive? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 like, like he's like, hey, uh, I can get rid of 50% of the population. Uh, you, none of, nobody knows Some of them may be die. your loved ones. Some of them may be your loved ones, but, it, like, the because there's reduced population, there's going to be, like, whales <laughs> back in, like, polluted <laughs> water, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. but you, Emron, you get to make the decision whether or not Thanos does it. Would you... Would you take that snap? I take the snap. Yeah, I do it. I do it. Yeah, I take the snap. Yeah, all you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, all the Asians we related so hard to Thanos. <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> we're we practical like... people. <laughs> do you know what it'd be it's, like to get a on a train thing. in India and be fine? <laughs> yeah. You know what it'd be like if the MTA actually get got me to where I needed to go on time. I don't think that's a uh, Thanos <laughs> solution. It's still be like, <laughs> but maybe it'll make. Do you know it how work. how much easier it'd be to navigate on my scooter if there weren't <laughs> half as many people? I would never have to wait an hour for brunch ever again. What if all the brunch people died? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how impatient I am. I I wouldn't wait for food. Like I hate waiting for food. Like that's oh, the yeah. most wasteful uh, time because so, there's I, so much food available. I can just go somewhere. Else and eat. That's like, exactly what I do too. I just leave. It's I'm like, like these I'm eggs wait. cannot be that good. <laughs> it's like oh. it's just impossible for these eggs to be that good. Yeah, David. If, it's, if I if I have to wait longer than it takes me to make it, I'm out. How good of a cook are you? Uh, better than waiting an hour for <laughs> eggs. <laughs> your mom would be. Your mom's probably so proud, especially if you if you were over in New York and everywhere like everywhere good on a saturday morning is like at least a 30 minute wait and you're like i'm just gonna make eggs at home hell yeah save I mean, money gordon for the ramsey. house hell yeah gordon ramsay's recipe is on youtube it's very easy it's just cream cheese it's just cream cheese all right let's get back to eat Sorry. uh so southern california born and raised no actually no okay no Ooh. you know I, I was born in vietnam <gasps> what part the lack oh yeah the central but I've been told like my accent is uh, like somewhere in the somewhere in like the middle to southern region. Uh-huh. It's a mix of both, and and then my parent, my family came here in 1990, so I was two years old. So you know, for all intents and purposes, I was born in America, except I can't ever run for president. D- does your um, do your parents cool. have a strong central accent? Yeah, oh, no, no, uh, southern. Southern. Okay, they have a yeah, southern my, accent. Yeah, my mom has a central accent, but my, my dad has a southern accent. Oh, interesting. He was, what does a southern Vietnamese accent sound like? It sounds very flat. Yeah. It sounds. Okay. It sounds kind of like, like, because the southerners are considered the. It's kind of like the southerners here. We're more uh, down to <laughs> earth. Okay. You know. So you guys have like a Vietnamese people. twang? Is that what you're saying? There's like southern twang. There's several different. Uh, dialects. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I think your dialect has has a Twang the Hoi accent. Well, my dialect is all over the place. Oh, so my true. mom is from uh, Hanoi, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I'll have a northern accent, and then my dad he's from Hue, mm-hmm. so sometimes I'll have a Hue accent. But because I grew up in the Bay Area, where there's a lot more Southerners, 
that's the like pick when I talk to my yeah Vietnamese friends, I'll pick up <laughs> I picked up southern accent. So my accent is all over the place when I speak, mm-hmm. and people have commented like, "Why do you construct your sentences <laughs> like?" Yeah. With that accent, <laughs> or like, why do you put that odd emphasis on that word? And now I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So imagine, like I've told this in the previous podcast, like just imagine if someone from like uh, Texas was mixed with someone from Boston and also mm-hmm. threw in like just a California accent. It's like, how do y'all? You want to go to the pack? <laughs> like that's <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like that. It's very jarring for other people. But for me, it's like it just makes sense because that's how I was yeah. spoken to and that's how I yeah. regurgitate it. Yeah. And no one corrected me either. No one's like, hey, you have to say it. You have to pick one accent and run with it. You should have gone to Vietnamese school, man. Uh, I, I should have stayed in Vietnamese <laughs> school. <laughs> uh, okay, so you moved here when you were two, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and then to Southern California. Yes. Okay, and what was yeah. that experience like? Just surrounded by a lot of Vietnamese people? Yeah, it was great. Okay, well, see, you're the first nice. <laughs> Asian person in a long time who was yep. raised around other Asian people. <laughs> yeah, you know, because ever since I moved to the East Coast and I've, I've, I've met other Asians who are surround who grew up surrounded by white people, I realized mm-hmm. hey, bro, that shit that shit really fucks you up. Yeah, it I'll really never know, but yeah, I'll <laughs> never know. But they're, they're, they're it talking makes about you like doubt yourself. It's weird. Yeah, they yeah. like how did 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 you all grow up next to other Asians? Too? I grew up in San Jose, so just like not only other Asians, but a lot yeah. more Vietnamese the, people. The I Asian. grew up around everybody. So it's like there weren't a lot of white people, but there weren't actually. I didn't grow up around a lot of Ooh. white people. Wow, it was like everybody a, was like a small amount of everybody, so it was very UN like. Wow, the food must have been amazing. It was everyone's good. mom's house. Yeah, but Emron was well, a picky have... eater, so he just wanted hamburgers all the time. Uh, Why do you just make shit up like that all the time? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what I'm saying. People will believe you if you just start lying. What's like the all brown the version of banana? Uh, coconut. 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 Yeah. yeah. So you were coconut. you a coconut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. People will call you a coconut all the time. Emron was actually like really... a, uh, the way I describe Emron is like a chocolate covered Oreo where he's like brown on the outside, <laughs> black on the inside, but really white <laughs> at the core. You're like the inception of, of human beings. You know what it is? I just try to think of it as I'm a delicious treat and then I just move on from there. <laughs> so you grew up around oh. a lot of uh, mm-hmm. Asian people. And then what's yeah. the biggest difference that you see between people who are raised uh, in a predominant white area and people who aren't. I think the biggest difference is like the trauma. Mm-hmm. And okay. because all of, like I didn't have like a really, I, I, I didn't experience like overt racism towards me as a human being right. until right. I moved to the East yeah. Coast. And so Ooh. I feel like having to deal with that from the time that you're very young and having and being called like, you know, chink on the playground, like some of mm-hmm. my friends have have happened have had happened to them like mm-hmm. that does a number on you growing up yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's not it's uh we're yeah. very lucky to not have had experience have had to experience that exactly and it uh it makes you have like existential crises because yeah. it's like am i asian but like i don't feel asian beats people aren't treating me like i'm an american either so like where <laughs> am i i don't fit in mm-hmm. uh and then you lose out on like a lot of just community things so it's like yes. i don't I don't relate to these things that people are always celebrating. And then other Asian people pile on. Like, we don't make it easier for them. It's like, how could you not know what yeah. boba yeah. is? You're going to call it bubble tea? Gross. 
It's like Did you, you call it pearls? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You're then, not a real Asian. Yeah. You're not. And so that messes up with them, too. It's like uh, I make this joke where just growing up surrounded by uh, so many Asians, it's like I don't get made fun of. Uh, I, I didn't get made fun of for who, uh, what I was, but just who I was, which is, like, different. Yeah, yeah. So, and Which is the way you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. You should attack the person's <laughs> personality, not what their skin color that's, is. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what, what PC. That's what Martin Luther King wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's called equality. Yeah. <laughs> so how we we ask this question to a lot of our mm. guests, but mm-hmm. how how Asian do you feel? Like how Asian are you? I think depends on the room I'm in mm-hmm. because because I grew up in you know predominantly Asian spaces and but then mm-hmm. I you know at home and then I also went to school and it was like a predominantly Latino space and then I moved to New York and now I work at a theater magazine which is a predominantly white space in case you know you're all wondering how how uh, how white theater is it's very white <laughs> it's very uh, white. <laughs> And so that's because they keep doing Shakespeare over and over again. That's Nobody true. Wants to see this shit. Hey, but at least it's free. Yeah. The Shakespeare is free. Get your education. Get some culture. It's you always even. Shakespeare and tragic Greek <laughs> shit. And Hamilton. Oh yeah, and Hamilton. Uh, Finally, Hamilton Hamil- broke through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my god, I'm gonna tell you all about. I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you all of the education in like 90 minutes. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. We want it, but let's uh, let's yeah. focus on yeah. you first, and then we'll get into like how white <laughs> yeah, theaters. But, but how Asian? I, so it really depends because when I'm when I'm at home with I'm with my parents, like I'm speaking Vietnamese. I'm sing okay. like we sing karaoke, and I sing in Vietnamese, and so like I know the cultural references. Mm-hmm. But then. And I speak a different way. I speak more slowly. Mm-hmm. And but then when I'm in, I, I I notice this. Like when I'm in, when I'm at work or in white spaces, like I ha I have to code switch. Of course, mm-hmm. of course yeah. you code switch, and you don't really you know forefront like your racial heritage as much. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to like find some point of commonality with the person that you're talking to. Really, because I will. Uh, I don't think I code switch as much, and I'll just mm. use my. Uh, culture as an excuse for my behavior (laughs) it's like oh you don't like that well i'm vietnamese so the thing is i don't want i but then i want them to them to to assume like all vietnamese or asian people are like that because you know they'll do that oh but also (laughs) it's like anything positive i'll also associate with vietnamese Mm. oh that's a good move it's like oh my god uh, how'd you know how to do that it's like because i'm vietnamese (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) you can't learn it But like that's how I was raised too, because like yeah. my dad, he is uh, super prideful of being Vietnamese, like Vegeta level pride. So any t- nice. like, that's how I was raised. Like any time, put on the uniform. Of and... course he does. <laughs> he goes to the reunions. Yeah, and like marches in the parades. Yeah. Did he ever dress you up in military gear? <laughs> Maybe it's different because you're a girl, but he did it with me. No. Oh, and he did it with my, my sisters too. My so. dad doesn't still have his uniform, which um, is like a whole other story. Uh, is that what he made you do during Halloween, David? No, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's a kid. we didn't celebrate Halloween. Or like, like, he didn't that. <laughs> or like the those like bring your parents to school days. Like, did he come dressed in the uniform? Be like, you need to know how much I've suffered. No, because they were always working. <laughs> it wouldn't attend such <laughs> trivial things. <laughs> okay, uh, so speaking mm-hmm. of Vietnamese, uh, I want to ask you how Vietnamese your household was because uh, Ooh, okay, yeah. me and my uh, comedy friend. Uh, Mike Nguyen, shout out to Mike. Uh, we always like to joke that all Vietnamese houses have a lot of just similar shit, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, just answer yes or no whether or okay. not you have this in your house. Did you have a clock shaped like Vietnam? No. Okay. 
but you've seen those class. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Did you have? Uh, I'm mad tacky. God. <laughs> oh no, my family is so Vietnamese. We're mad tacky. Did you have like, um, like kind of like a lacquered artwork of just either horses running through water or various like bamboo shoots? Oh yeah, but my but my uncle is a photographer, so he took that photo. Okay, that's the. Oh, one. nice. <laughs> Shrine. Huh? Shrine. Of course. Of course. So you didn't have to. You didn't have to pay for it. That's basically exactly. <laughs> it was free, and he framed it for us. It was great. Did yeah. you have like a calendar? Uh, and then there's yeah, a tarot yeah. calendar with random phone numbers written on it. Yes, <laughs> so Vietnamese. <laughs> Uh, and then I always forget the last one, but I assume you have it. I forget. All right. Yeah. But, um, and I've also noticed that most, I think this isn't just Vietnamese, but like East Asian households. Mm -hmm. well, what, what is with our fascination with like red brick or just paint, like just like red accents on the house? Because red is lucky. Okay. Okay. Oh, did you, uh, are you, were you raised uh, Catholic or not religious? Buddhist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, were you, parents are crazy superstitious, I imagine? Uh, my mom is. Yeah. My, my dad thinks our religion is evil. Oh, my dad's sure. kind of like a hippie. <laughs> okay. The, the nice. Vietnamese version of what a hippie would be. Did, did you okay. always have the same house or did you guys move around a lot? Uh, no. We, uh, well, uh, when, when we came, we lived with my uncle mm -hmm. and then we got our own apartment. And then eventually my, my parents bought the house I that see. they now own. Did the house nice. have to face a certain direction? No, no, no. They didn't <laughs> okay. care what the fuck. Uh -huh. Maybe they did. They uh -huh. didn't tell me, but I don't care enough to know. Does it have like a mirror above the door? Hmm? Does it have like a little mirror above no. the doorway? Okay. How long did it take for you to get your own room? Well, my sister went off to college. So <laughs> when... That sounds right. That so sounds I, right. I was 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when did they start buying you your own clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I think around the same time. <laughs> He's like, we're gonna waste money on new clothes. So good. No. I'll sew it up. Dude, for like my prom dress, like in and it was oh like, my God. It was like one have... of my wow. I, I wore like an old prom dress wow. my sister. Yeah. Was it your sister's or somebody else's? My um my sister wore it as her prom dress, but she also wore it because she was a bridesmaid. Amazing. So, you know, we get multiple uses out of this. Multi-purpose. You know, I'm not mad at that, though. That's a that's a good way to, you know, keep it in the family. Yeah, it was like, I, I drove, like, a Honda Accord. My first car was a Honda Accord that my, I have, I'm the youngest of four girls. Of course girls. it was a Honda Accord. Yeah, I'm the youngest of four girls, right? The thing is, yeah. like, that car went through two of my sisters before it got to me. And then uh -huh. one day my parents told me, oh, it just broke down. I'm like, yeah, no wonder, because it's been like 10 years. <laughs> and then they bought your sister a new car and then you got her old car. Is that what happened? <laughs> now, by that point, we all had money. So we we're buying them cars. Come on now. Keep oh, up. Oh, nice. Okay. White Lexus. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's a white Prius. Of course, it's white, though. <laughs> Come on. Nice. Though, though I felt so proud of myself though because because I feel like you you're not really a good Asian child until you, you can afford to buy your parents really expensive shit. That, that right. Then and then they're like, oh, I don't want this. It's yeah, like no, save your money for yourself. Not even that, like yeah. vacations mm -hmm. or like a house. And so, like when I was home previously in April for a work trip, I um, I was driving their car and I accidentally put the wrong kind of gas in there, so the car didn't work. Mm -hmm. And so Ooh. and so my dad had to take it to the shop, and you know five hundred dollars later, like it was fixed, mm -hmm. and I paid for it mm -hmm. because I felt really bad, but I felt so. Pr but they were really proud of me because they're like, oh my god, you actually have money now. 
<laughs> and I was really proud of myself because well, I wasn't as much of a freeloader anymore. Well, I it, see. It's more, like, were... it's more like they were proud of themselves for raising you <laughs> to have money. So it's like, <laughs> I am the best. <laughs> like, so Sam's for me. You should have showed up to pay that $500 in a brand new prom dress. That's what <laughs> 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 or, or a wedding dress. That, that's like my mom's dream at this point. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you went to uh, undergrad mm -hmm. at UCLA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what'd you study? English, English and art history, okay. which is Ooh. in terms of useless majors. <laughs> so well, did any, your parents I mean, view anything? it that way? And my, since, since my dad was like, a Vietnamese hippie he really mm -hmm. like he really encouraged me to be creative I was always write, writing and painting wow. and singing growing up that's insane and so he was <laughs> like oh we well, got into UCLA so just say whatever it's a great it's UCLA like you'll, you'll get any job well, what about your mom my mom wanted me to study accounting, but it's fine. Yeah, like one of the STEM, <laughs> <laughs> one of the STEM fields. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Uh, what did your two older sisters study? Oh, three. Oh, I'm sorry. You're the baby? Yeah. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. First one studied accounting. Okay. Second one was a pharmacist, is a, studied pharmacy, is a pharmacist. Third one's a lawyer. Oh, so by the time they got to you, you're like, like what, whatever. Okay, whatever. It's like we do what you want. We already accomplished what we set out to accomplish. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm sense. like the freeloader. I'm, I'm, it's like I'm kind of serious when I say I'm the freeloader because like they they used to, you know, Asian people beat their kids casually, right? Uh, so. Yeah. I don't so think it's, no, no, I, I would say it's the opposite. Mm. I, I think Americans beat their kids casually. Uh, Asian pe uh, people beat their kids purposefully. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's why we're not as fucked up. Like, we're not shooting up schools because, like, when you, when I well, reflect. Well, except for that one dude. Uh, well, he's Korean. I think from Korea. It's <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> that K-Rage was strong. <laughs> uh, but I would say, like, with, with us, it's like when I reflect back on all the beatings I got, I deserved it because I did something. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I actually only got got beat like maybe once or twice ah, because oh, my wow. parents were literally so tired. <laughs> they just didn't have the energy for it anymore. It's like after beating all your other sisters. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they had to run through three other women and then they got to you. Yeah, by the time oh. they got to you, the stick was all worn down. Exactly. <laughs> just like the Honda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> good usage. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go back to what you were saying because uh, mm -hmm. Asian people beat their kids so much. Oh, no. That, that, that was basically it. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what, was the, uh, what was the worst beating you got that you remember? Um, I don't know what I did, but my mom beat me with a hairbrush. Okay. Because it was Ooh, close. Which side? <laughs> <laughs> the stick side. <laughs> no, there's I a flat side of the hairbrush, and then there's the prickly side. Oh, it was a soft hairbrush. No, the other's the flat side. Yeah. Oh, were okay, you okay. because you're the baby? That's were you plastic? But, That's not that bad. I, exactly. If it was in Vietnam, <laughs> it, it would have been like a bamboo rod, yeah. which is what she did when she, when, when they were in Vietnam. But it Ooh. broke. <laughs> yeah, she broke it off one of your sisters. Maybe, and you know, <laughs> when, when when you got get on a plane and you know go to America, like there are certain things you can't take. You can't take the dog. <laughs> and you can't, you can't take, take your good, bamboo stick. Yeah, your good whooping stick. <laughs> Yeah. I bet you if you claimed it on your uh, immigration form, they'll probably let you in. <laughs> no, nah, they're like, no weapons on planes. <laughs> we know what exactly. you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, because you're the baby of the family and you mm -hmm. got, uh, it, se it seems like you got away with a lot more or they were more relaxed by the time they yes. got to you. Were you able to date before your siblings were? Uh, 
date, dating, yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I was listening to like your other podcast, and you asked people like, "Oh, how? What makes you a bad Asian?" Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I used when I was a teenager, I used to like sneak out. I, I, I would tell my mom like I'm studying with a fr at a friend's house, but I would just be at a boy's house making out. And nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> So they they were okay with me like with us seeing people with me my me and my sisters dating people they just weren't okay with us you know sleeping with people. Okay, that's All fair. Right. That's funny to me. That's like Asian hippie level. I told you that's date, but yeah. don't go too far. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I was with my last boyfriend for two years, and the entire time my mom was like, "You're not sleeping with him, right? Don't share a bed because then he'll never want to marry you." Right, and that's the end game for everybody exactly <laughs> it was like yes girls study work hard but then also you know keep it close well in in their defense is like uh relationships are very distracting mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah. definitely when, when did you first start dating uh 16 yeah yeah was, was that okay? Well, and what's it like for boys? Are they do they encourage y'all to my mom was, go out there? Uh, I think uh, in terms of dating, my mom was against it. My dad was like, "That makes sense. You're very handsome." Oh, <laughs> then, then he no. actually called you handsome. <laughs> my dad oh, is very nice. loving, like because I think uh, he, I am an extension of him. Mm -hmm. So because I'm the firstborn son too. Mm. So oh, nice. man, they must have given you all the shit. What do you mean? <clears throat> I mean all the things. Um, like, are yeah, like, his room was filled with lacquered horses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like gift and like offerings, like the baby Jesus. <laughs> they just leave food in front of his door on his birthday. <laughs> like, I don't know if I received favor. Like, I, I was given a lot of uh, leeway because I was a boy, but I don't know if it was because of favoritism or because I was a boy. So it's like, I could go out by myself but my sisters could not because i think the fear is you're oh, a girl yeah. yeah oh yeah i i never went out by myself yeah, yeah but i i do get a lot more responsibilities too so like because i'm the firstborn son i'm like tasked to like look after them mm -hmm. oh yeah so like they'll bug me for stuff all the time uh whereas my like i was like well you guys have like you know because i live in new york and my sisters they still live in california like really close by parents but my mom will still call me for stuff it's like but you know linda's right down the street why don't you just bug her because like, she won't do it that's like oh okay I'll, i guess so it's a give and take i suppose mm -hmm. so what so how did you convince your parents that to let you do this oh it's like path? um well i don't know oh, if you, are you also are they also asian hippies no 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 not at all <laughs> uh, my dad is odd because he is very he'll be very strict and then very relaxed at the same time my mom is like just one energy all the time it's mm -hmm. just like your traditional asian mom uh, my dad's a little bit more it's like oh he this is like how we do it in america but when it comes to like certain vietnamese traditions like no you got to do this because mm -hmm. it's like the vietnamese way to mm -hmm. do it it's always a surprise yeah yeah it's like a wild card so uh like uh when uh, like my girlfriend right now is uh, black and so my mom reacted like exactly how I thought my mom was gonna react she's very yeah. consistent mm -hmm. my dad wild card I didn't know how he would react I haven't told him yet because he's uh, uh, he, I found out like he's very racist so it's like <laughs> you gotta keep that on the DL until absolutely necessary but how racist though because I feel like with Asian parents like they're racist but not in a hateful way it's more like oh those people like, like the thing about the thing about like Mexicans, like 
they they're all poor but they work really hard oh so you're saying that their racism is more ignorance rather than hate yes yeah like i don't think there's enough history yeah. between uh, other races for asian people to feel that strongly about yeah. it other than it's like no they're not good yeah broadly stereotypes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and like white people are a little bit more acceptable because of their the, the dominant culture mm-hmm. so i think for my mom like uh when she talks to me about my girlfriend she'll still bring up like are you still seeing her and i was like yes <laughs> it's, like, it's been like two years it's like oh i thought you know, it's like, oh, just to let you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't like, I don't like this relationship, but it, it's not because of who she is. It's because of sh- that she's black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, uh, I guess, okay. I don't know how to, it's like, um, well, and there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, my dad, he can go either way. My well, mom, like, she's, uh, like, when it, she first found out, she would, like, send me photos of, like, Vietnamese women because she thought, like, I couldn't find a Vietnamese girl. <laughs> so it's like, w- don't you want to marry her? I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and how, how do you propose, like, I get in touch with this person? Oh, like. they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> it's like, don't you want to marry her and get $40,000 <laughs> for a green card marriage? Oh, nice. Uh, like, oh, no. oh, like a, oh, like a bride. Yeah, yeah if I'm going like to marry a girl situ- from yeah. Vietnam, yeah. I'm not going to do it pro bono. Come on. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Male or a bride situation. How, wonder, and how, how, how about your parents? Me? Um, I yeah. wasn't allowed to date until I got married. So basically, even today, I'm probably not supposed to be dating. Do your parents still think you're a virgin? Probably. I don't think so. I don't ask. And I don't, we don't really talk about it. Do you talk to your parents about sex and stuff? Not, not explicitly, though I feel like my mom does still think so. Because I'm not supposed to be sleeping with people. Right. And I'm not married yet, so... Likewise, live my, in New York, so. my family's religious, a little religious, so I'm pretty sure my, mom, yeah, my, mom's, my mom, so I was raised Muslim, so my mom still wears a headscarf, yeah. a hijab and everything, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she doesn't, she just does what she usually does, which is not think about it. Mm. <laughs> and we Wrong, don't really, I mean, like, who goes, she prays on it, that's what she does, yeah, she yeah, prays on exactly. it. She prays on it, I mean, I don't really walk into the house and be like, oh, what? she's like, oh, how have you been? I'd be like, nothing, just been fucking, you know, that's my poor one. Or not even just dating? You yeah, can't even, even say, I don't, hey, we I'm don't really talk person. about that. Uh, like, I have a girlfriend, and we, mm-hmm. so they've met her, and that's basically She's it. in the other room right now. Yeah, she's at work. <laughs> so everyone's, like, watching his work. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. No, uh, my parents <laughs> just want me to get married. That's all they really want. They don't care about anything else at this point. But when I was younger, they did not want any girls calling the house or nothing. Which was a big problem because I got yelled at once for a girl calling me for help on our science project. And I remember blowing up at my mom being like, I don't know what what do you want? So your mom was smart. She knows what you were doing. (laughs) Helping with homework. She's like, really? A volcano? Who has to make a volcano? No one. See, boys would call my house asking for help with homework, and my parents were like, oh, yeah, that's mine. She's really smart, and, uh-huh. she, and she's a good girl. She would, she would never do anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their belief Little in they like the opposite, so I feel opposite like, reactions oh, there. I feel like their downfall was believing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, were your parents so... Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, shit. Were your parents so Vietnamese that they... Oh, you can... <laughs> oh, should we, should we pause? No, no, no. Go, keep no, that's fine. Were your parents so Vietnamese that they only wanted you you to date a nice Vietnamese boy? Uh, they would prefer that, mm-hmm. but... You know, but any Asian would have been okay? Any Asian is fine. And I remember, and now that I'm... Like, my boyfriend right now is a white dude, and, and, they're, fi- and they're fine with it. But when I was, like, dating... Uh, when, I, when I was dating, like, 
someone who is Mexican American, mm -hmm. they said some racist shit about how you know all Mexicans and black men cheat, so you gotta be careful. <laughs> you know, my mom said something very similar. <laughs> my mom says like, "Oh no, do you know like uh, black women only want to trap you <laughs> to, to, to have babies?" <laughs> <laughs> they haven't lived here long enough. Where well, have you learned this? I, I, in her defense, <laughs> like that was a wild conversation she and I had uh, when I told her oh my, my girlfriend goodness. was black. So like she like just panicked, and so I think she was just trying to throw everything at me to mm -hmm. dissuade me from continuing to see my girlfriend. Yeah, but like this was like uh, a year into dating my girlfriend. Yeah. Like I kept her a secret for a year, and then I had to tell my mom. Mm. And so she's like, "Oh my god, so I had to like throw the kitchen." She, I felt like she just uh, had to throw the kitchen sink at me in order to like um get me to call it off but i mean i'm surprised she didn't just give you a catalog of women and be like hey pick one she did like she oh, kept like uh, an actual cat not an like but she kept sent yeah, me same. like multiple photos of like <laughs> listen these are the women i found for you <laughs> i like, mean who needs tinder right oh no you, you, don't, have you, you don't need asian tinder when you have an asian mom come on like, even now, my mom's still like, you know, my friend has a son. He lives in California. I'm like, what is this going to do for me? But this is the thing about uh, Asians and not talking to your parents about, like, dating is, like, they don't know your taste or preferences. Oh, yeah. So they'll just throw, like, just wild people at you. And it's like, yeah. why would you think that we would be compatible? Because it's never anybody, like, you would even consider. Mm -hmm, First off, they're not even in this country. Yeah. Or, right? yeah. Like, start there. Start America. <laughs> Start someone I can like have a conversation with, uh, but it's too late now for that. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you don't know. She'll be like, "Hey, I, I, I met this. My friend has a has a daughter in California. You should talk to her." But I don't know if uh, American daughters or American okay. sons would be open to having their parents set something no. up for them. You know, no, uh, no. not in like uh, our community. Maybe Emron's community. That would be they would be a little bit more open to it. <laughs> What's certainly that? not us. Sorry, I just finished cleaning all my shit. What was the question? Oh, we're talking about uh, parents setting up their children on American dates. children? People do that all the time in Indian culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, even Indian Americans are still okay with it? I mean, now it's not like the way that people think about it where it's like, oh, you have to marry this person. Like, that's it. It's like usually like what David was saying is like you get... You get pictures of people, and then this thing called biodata, which is like where they went to school. It's basically like a, <laughs> where they, it's it's like all of the things that you like Asian or Indian people would care about. They'd be like, uh, where they went to school, where, um, what kind of jobs their family has, like their mom and their dad, mm -hmm. what kind of education their parents have, and how, like a general idea is that like where whether their family is doing well or not. Because a lot of the the marriage is like. The in-laws become a part of it, so it's a lot of in-law yeah. vetting, too. Have you ever been on one of those dates? I haven't made it to the date stage because I told my mom oh. I didn't want to do it. But <laughs> I got a lot of those biodata things. They look like Pokemon oh. cards, basically. I got a lot of Pokemon <laughs> cards, and uh, I would just look through them, and sometimes it was like, oh, these are nice, but then you'd be like, this was clearly written by somebody's mom, not the person. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I remember one time there was this one girl and I was like, oh, she's attractive. And then I, it was like hobbies. It said cleaning and reading Quran. And I was like, this is, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a real thing. This is not real. <laughs> then again, like how dissimilar is it from like a Tinder profile? Right. You know, like everyone's lying. Yeah, everybody's lying. And uh, but I feel like it's a little bit better than Tinder because they're vetted mm -hmm. on some level. Mm. You know, oh, question. Emron. That's true. Mm -hmm. 
if your kid went up, like if your kid connected with your culture, like heavy, right? Yeah. Because they're like, yo, fuck this American way of thinking. I'm Indian all the way. Okay. And and he and your kid went up to you. It's like, hey, set me up with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what would you write on their bio? <laughs> Oh, what would I write on my child's yeah. bio? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you have a kid? No, I don't. I don't no, no, no. A, a fictional is, this is child. This is all hypothetical. Hypothetical how, children. How all old right. is my child and what sex are they? Uh, let's, oh, let's do one of each. <laughs> one boy, one girl. Oh, 18. I'm going to try to make it the same uh, okay. just because it would be easier. I would probably put their name. Uh, me, I have to put my job on there. Probably their SAT score. That'd probably be a good one. <laughs> would your Would your job be rocket scientist or comedian? It would be rocket scientist slash comedian. That's how. <laughs> you need because you got this is all about you. Know, you'd be right? a fun father-in-law. No, yeah. No, but Emron, like you're trying to sell your kid to another Indian family. Oh, so that's right. would you would you risk putting comedian on that? Absolutely. And I'd be like performed with, and then just put names of people that they have no mm-hmm. way of verifying. I'd be like Russell Peters. Uh, Verdas. And or I just I wouldn't lie. I'd just be like, oh, I worked with these people, and that's all you got to do, right? It just sets you apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like you're def- in a room with like Ali Wong one time, and you've worked with her. So yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, basically something like that. It's yeah. like open for or like shared the stage with. I'd see that'd be about it. Basically, like their SAT score, maybe their uh, their mile time. I think that would be a good thing. <laughs> just so just so you know what level of fitness they're at. You know, it's like yeah. nine minute mile. Nine- <laughs> Easy. And uh, they're vertical. Hobbies, cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> Reading Quran. Yeah. Basically, I'd probably do this in the last minute, which means I would lift a lot of stuff from like the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, uh, okay, yeah, she runs a 40 in 5.9 seconds. That's that's fine. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie too much, David. That's how That's how you get caught. It's okay. It's all about the quality of the photos anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then just link them to the Insta. And then that should be it. Mm-hmm. Just be pictures. We'll just make a new Insta of our uh, the kids just studying and <laughs> doing Playing trash. Cricket? Tra- yeah. Cricket and trash pickups. So that way you know they're a good good person. What about you guys? Okay. What would you guys put on your Pokemon cards for your kids? Um, I'm not I don't having know. kids. What yeah. are you talking about? I haven't really thought about that far. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would set my kid up like that. Uh, I think... Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Saving Face? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's like a movie from like the early 2000s about uh, two Asian lesbians. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, like how they met was they went to like the, this community event where all mm-hmm. these families came. And then it, look, it looks like, you know, you just bring your child there and try to get people to set it up. Yeah. I think that'd be like the better way to do it rather than uh, just go into your Rolodex and see <laughs> who's available. You can probably usually do it at, like, a mosque or a temple. There's, like, a whole system set up in place. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, how do you meet people when, when, there's, no al- when there's no alcohol? You have uh, chaperone dates. <laughs> oh, you can go to, like, a wedding. <laughs> yeah. I don't, think, I don't think Muslim weddings... But Muslim weddings are dry, no? Yeah, they're dry. Oh, I, th- I, I thought he meant, like, for us. Oh, oh, yeah. for us. Okay. Yeah. No, I had to suffer through online dating, so they have to suffer through online dating. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to get a better life than me. Exactly. They're, priv- they're going to be privileged American kids who've never had to suffer, so they need to like work hard at, at least at something. Yeah. Would like, you gonna pick- like insert troubles for them? I, w- I was thinking about that. <laughs> Bro, I was just like, maybe I'll just do ethnic shit, even though I know it's annoying, just so they have the experience. Oh, yeah. It's like, here, meet, meet my mom, and I'll just be like the... 
the worst kind of tiger mom. <laughs> I'll, I'll just do my tiger mom impression. Whatever her name is, I forget. Okay. Would you hit your kids? If they, if they deserved it, probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Hell, yeah. I, I, don't, think like anybody's, I don't think anybody's a no. Uh, I know I'm pretty so sure if you had some white people on here, they'd be like, oh, I would never. Yeah, uh, I feel like I do know some Asian friends who don't hit their kids because oh, yeah. they subscribe more to, like, a Western way of living. Yeah, yeah, my sister doesn't hit her kid. Oh, so sad. I am, but, but like, two of my sisters hit their kids, and so, you know, it's, it's a balance. Yeah. Oh, that's not, like, the, like that cousin is going to miss out on those good stories about, yeah. like, yeah. getting hit. Because, mm -hmm. like, that's the best, like, that's the only good part of being hit as a child is yeah. when you grow up. You get to talk to other people about, like, how did you get hit? What was the scariest thing that was ever thrown at you? Absolutely. Yeah, and it'll be creative fodder for, for your comedy special. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, but, All right, without, uh, it, but without it, they got nothing. Exactly. It's like, how, how do privileged people, like, make jokes? Like, what do they joke about? Uh, anxiety. <laughs> how, how sad they are. Yeah. That's a big one. Or, like, how nobody loves them. Depression. It's a lot of, like, oh, I have mental health now. It's like, yeah. all of a sudden, you have Everyone mental Everyone has health. mental health issues. Everybody. Everybody it's does, and everybody shocking. has anxiety somehow. Mm -hmm. It's like, so many people go to therapy. Um, yeah. Like, okay. I've never met so many people who went to therapy until I moved here. Uh, I knew a lot of people went to therapy back in the Bay Area. Uh, uh, it was mainly white friends, but yeah, everybody maybe, in maybe New York goes it. to therapy. Yeah, I don't go to therapy because uh, I'm a cheapskate. Does it yeah. help? Do you feel like New Yorkers are getting nicer because no. of therapy? Okay. No. no. You guys both attacked me <laughs> like the New Yorkers that you are. I asked an innocent question <laughs> to find out if therapy is working, and then I just got assaulted. <laughs> So no, clearly no. <laughs> nah. We're Vietnamese. We blame everything on ghosts and keep nice. it moving. We don't nice. need therapy. <laughs> so uh, UCLA, you studied English. Yes. Uh, and art history. And art history. And how did you end up in New York, in the theater world? Wait, before yeah. before yeah. we jump to that, I do have a question. What? Yeah. What is the about art history, what is the main thing that you learned about? What's your takeaway from art history? Um, how there is a two things. There, there is a, a surprise. There was a um, there's a whole genre of art art called Orientalism, where it's basically white dudes painting what they think the quote-unquote Orient looks like, even though they've never gone there. Oh. So, like, most of our perception of, you know, the snake charmers and, like, the harems and shit, it's all created by white dudes. Wait, 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 wait. Emron, your people don't charm snakes? I mean, I've seen Indian people charm snakes on the street, but I don't know if it's cause and effect. Like, after they saw <laughs> a photo, they were like, I believe I could do this, and then they did. Okay. But I doubt it. Uh, they, I've seen some people play a flute to a snake, and it moved. Uh <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near that room. That's how like, I, I don't felt fuck too. with snakes. I, I was All like, right. "Oh, is that a dude playing a snoot to a flake or a, a, a flute to a, a snake?" To a flake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not, not to uh, dismiss uh, a white Orientalism. Or, or Orientalism. Orientalism. Uh, to to say that they didn't have negative effects, but mm -hmm. I will say. Uh, South Asians be charming snakes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I learned something about my culture today. Oh, oh sorry, no. I thought you said Southeast Asian. Never mind. You can cut that. No, no, no. <laughs> we eat snakes. We don't char them. <laughs> They're our friends. They're your food. <laughs> 
Uh, but go ahead. Uh, so, so what was the other thing? Yeah, you said two things. Oriental. Oriental yeah, and and they're also really obsessed with portraying Greek gods raping people. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like a whole. It's, and I, I I like studied like a lot of Renaissance and like seventeenth, eighteenth century, nineteenth century art, and they're like. And I saw a shit ton of paintings of women getting raped by animals, mm-hmm. and it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then you realize, oh, kinky shit's been around for a really long time. Really long time. Yeah, the, the Greeks were just, uh, they were out there. They were very mm-hmm. progressive, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. In, cer- in certain terms, they were very progressive. Uh, one thing people love to mention, like Michelangelo being just uh, fucking dudes. Oh, I'm, I'm sure yeah. he was. Yeah. I'm sure he was. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, the, they like to reference that all the time. It's like how Greek dudes just... You know, fuck little kids all the time. It's like, all right, like, thanks for educating. I think that was in part inspired. I'm pretty sure that was a rite of passage for yeah. like younger men to fuck older men as to become a man. Yeah, almost. that's how you join the Senate. Exactly. <laughs> Three hundred was a very historically accurate movie. <laughs> Except there was a lot more. Sex. That's how many dudes you had to <laughs> fuck before exactly. you could join the Senate. Exactly. The only thing, diff- the, yeah, the only thing historically not accurate was how many dudes they were not fucking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So how did you end up in New York in theater? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of a roundabout way that this happened. Very. Uh, I was never that much into theater growing up, and like I wasn't like a theater kid. I was. But I loved singing and I loved performing mm-hmm. and but then I also and I like I wanted to be Leia Salonga when I grew up. Who's that? Oh, oh shit! You don't know who she is? I don't know either. Oh my god, Leia Salonga is like the first Asian American actress to win a Tony Award. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. What was she in? Miss Saigon, which okay. is a terrible musical, but was she Vietnamese? <laughs> no, she's Filipino. Okay, that's probably why I didn't know her. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not gonna study other Asian. Yeah, <laughs> no, Filipinos are really into performing. Like yeah, most I mean, musical theater performers are Filipinos. It made sense when you were like, "Oh, she's Filipino." I was like, "Yeah, she won a Tony. That makes sense." That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> she won a award for singing. Duh. <laughs> why would she <laughs> not? She's yeah. She's been training since she was a child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, like she she got her first her, she made her Broadway debut when she was like nineteen. Wow! Oh, shout out to her. Okay, so you wanted to uh, get into theater, and so. Uh, well, I, I wanted I wanted to do it like in an amorphous way. I actually didn't want to because other than Lace Long, I didn't know who else did performed in that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, in American popular culture at that time, there wasn't any very many. Asian performers. Mm-hmm. It was like for me. It was like Leia Salonga and the Yellow Power Ranger, <laughs> <laughs> who was Vietnamese. She who was Vietnamese. She was my favorite ranger, as she and, should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so not much representation not for much, you to yeah. really gravitate towards. Exactly, because like I listen to like a I like I sang I listen to like a lot of Disney music. I have my first my favorite musical growing up was Phantom of the Opera. Like I wanted to do this, but at the same time, like. How, how do you do it? Like, there's no. How do you make money? Right. How do you m- turn this in, into a career? And also, I knew enough where I, that being an artist, like you know, we all know, like we all know the starving artist mm-hmm. stereotype. And so I figured, I, I don't want to star. No, but I don't want to work that hard. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a really good writer. So what if I just write about those people? That's a profession. Journalism is a profession. Mm-hmm. I, I read the newspaper. I read the movie reviews. I want to do. I can do that. Mm-hmm. That seems like an actual job. I can. Yeah. That. I see. I'm more well qualified to do. I see. I see. 
Yeah, you wanted to like get into the world, but not directly into the world. Exactly. So, like, you're gonna be like a satellite around. It. Exactly, because sure. there's more suffering inside the world. <laughs> so your pieces, do you kind of talk about theater, or are you more of a critic? Uh, both. Okay. Both. Like uh, one of my most um, read pieces was about Miss Saigon and how. I hate it, even though it's supposedly about being Vietnamese in the mm -hmm. Vietnam War, but it's written by a bunch of white dudes. Mm -hmm. And so it subscribes <laughs> to like that white lens of, oh, we're just good people who'd fail to save those poor villagers. Mm -hmm. And like how and how infantilizing it is and mm -hmm. how it kind of affects like how we view like Asian people and how Asian people are seen as peripheral instead of central. No mm. doubt. Yeah. It's like, uh, do you guys know who Megan McCain is? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who talks uh, about her dad like every ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. she <laughs> talks like that's her. That's the only reason why she has a platform is because she's the daughter of a, a famous guy, right? right? Yeah. And like every time she talks about her dad, it's like he was tortured. It's like why was he there again? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he poked and his nose where it didn't belong, and he got what <laughs> coming to him. Exactly. <laughs> also, my dad was tortured by the Viet Cong, and I don't, I don't talk about that every ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, uh, maybe come, you I'm should. not on the view. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, and then I wrote about that. I wrote about how my dad was a Vietnam is a Vietnam War war vet, but no movie or musical has ever been made about like the Vietnamese experience yeah. of that war. Yeah, maybe you should and make the uh, Hamilton of of that. I, I'm not I'm not that talented, dude. But thank you for thinking I am. Yeah, the Filipinos are gonna beat us. The too. Filipinos, <laughs> are, yeah, the Filipinos will do it for me. Okay. Uh, so, so I like look. So, I'm, uh, so I do a lot of looking at theater from like a representational. Like, why do we put these things on stage, and like, what does it all mean? Sure. All right. So uh, rewind a little bit. So mm -hmm. you n were never into performing, but you were always into theater. And I want. I was into performing. Okay. I loved performing, but I knew I. Well, my parents basically told me I wasn't talented enough to do it, so I did it. Okay. Oh. Is that because right? your mom wanted to be you to be an accountant? She's Basically, like, <laughs> yes. She's like, you're really good at accounting. You should do that instead of singing. Yeah, yeah. I was really good at math. Like, I got like a six on like my AP calculus exam. Nice. Is that, is that good? That's good. Oh, that, that's the highest uh, you can get. Oh, tight. Yeah. yeah. And, now, and then I threw it all away. <laughs> and now, like, it means, it means very little to people who uh, aren't Asian, to be honest. Because, <laughs> like, uh, everyone was like, oh, shit, a six? Nice. Six is good. A six is yeah, good. Yeah, no, the six is the best. I know, as, I know. <laughs> according well, to you guys, you it's the best. Six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. It's like my mom. Right. I'm sorry. I'm never good enough. You should have not just gotten a six, but you should have, like, taken another test for somebody else and got two sixes. No, I should have gotten, like, a six in physics, too. It's like you should have taken the test for, like, one of those Hollywood celebrities kids mm. and got them into Harvard. Yeah, that's, that's the right. ultimate flex. Um, okay, so so why, why do you think theater is so white? Oh. I mean, I think it's I obvious why it's so white. I, I know, yeah. I, w I want to yeah. hear her, her. Why is it still so white? Yeah. Why is it still sure. Why is it's it still not as it's not as a, as much as it used to be actually, mm -hmm. which is why like I'm still so fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. Well, theater is white because like theater in America is it comes from like a you know it's a Western tradition, and most of the people who have been given opportunities to be on stage and to write for the stage have been white guys, mm -hmm. and most of and these days most of the people who who are still given those opportunities are white guys like. It's not like there is not 
artists now working. There's female artists. There's there's I know like so many really talented Asian playwrights, but you'll never see them on Broadway because there's the perception kind of like in Hollywood where, oh, that Asian thing failed that one time on Broadway. And so that means that it doesn't sell. I see. I mean, but like Broadway is its own institution in the sense that like mm -hmm. it's it's made by white people kind of for white people. Right. Uh, <clears throat> what are the, the what are the audiences like at Broadway usually on Broadway? A Depends. Depends on the night. Depends on the show. Right. Like I, I, I went to. Um, I mean, yes. Most of the time, it's really white because Broadway tickets are so expensive, and that's mainly who can afford them. Right. But like, I, I went. I went to like the um, a show called Ain't Too Proud, which is about the Temptations, the Motown band. Okay. And. In terms of black people at theater, I think that's like been one of the highest percentages of black people I've seen at theater, and it was about like twenty percent. Okay. So uh, it could be better. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I always think thought part of, of it is, too, is uh, because prices are so high, it's exactly. not approachable for people who don't have money, which yeah, uh, is still currently like people thing. of color. So like with mm -hmm. Hamilton, which is supposed to be uh, for people the people, color. people yeah. of color, uh, the tickets skyrocketed. So oh, yeah. the only people who could afford it were uh, rich white people. Yeah. And, you know, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. And I saw Hamilton. I, I, I saw Hamilton at matinee, which is like the whitest and oldest you can get in, in a performance. Like it's it was two o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> and you know what? It is kind of demoralizing to watch people of color rapping for an audience. of <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Because uh, they were like uh, just tapping their toes yeah, off like, <laughs> like clapping very politely. Because there's like rap battles in it. Like they uh. insult each other. Most of the time the audience should be like, yeah, yeah. get him. But nothing, nothing. And uh, they just walked out. They're like, oh, what a wonderful experience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just it's like, I feel so cultured. Yeah. J just imagine like the uh, eight mile rap battle. Just <laughs> surrounded by just old people. people in like suits and bow ties and shit. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like the, uh, those that they opera glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but I always thought theater, I always looked at it as white fubu. Really? Yeah, because I always thought like uh, a lot of it was like for them, by them. Mm -hmm. And so like until Hamilton. I understand it. Yeah, yeah, Hamilton and then Lion King was for everybody, I felt. Like once Disney started getting into it. But like Shakespeare has never uh, appealed, at least to me. I, until mm -hmm. I mean, like, I never really cared for it until I started watching uh, Empire. I was like, "Oh, this is oh, this <laughs> is Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, this is way more interesting than <laughs> what I thought it was." Well, but, I did see an all-black version of a Shakespeare play the other week, and it was starring um, Danielle Brooks from Orange Is the New Black. So, it's, okay, yeah, it can be. It can. It be. can be. Okay, but I think it's. It, I think it's exposure. I think if you grew up. It's just seeing white people right, do this right. thing. You don't think the thing is for you. That's very true. Yeah. They had a black Oz, the, too, right? It was like a black hmm? Oz. Oh, yeah, The Wiz? Yeah, The Wiz. The Wiz? Yeah. But even with uh, Asian American... Michael Jackson it, was it, in the movie version of that, by the way. It, it all starts from, like, the, the communities. Like, uh, mm -hmm. Asian parents don't push us into the... Yeah. the art. Yeah. So, like, they're never going to get past that uh, initial stage. It's like... Oh yeah, take theater, but only because it looks good on the SATs. And then yeah. once you get into college, don't ever follow up with it. <laughs> you know, go into the STEM. So if you don't have people being trained, they're never gonna get um, considered for these roles because mm -hmm. it's like you're not practicing. You're you're not putting. You're not refining talent. 
And yeah. so that is going to people be a, a way that people kind of just um, dismiss you. That is it's true. Like, oh, you're not you're not as talented because like white people are told you can be anything. Yeah, yeah. And then you know for black people or Latinos too is like a being a singer dancer uh, that's encouraged. Mm -hmm. um, but like you go to like uh, different parties is like if you go to like a black party everybody's dancing you go to like an asian party people aren't really dancing They're i don't like, know my it's like i i got we 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 got down at vsu and at ucla <laughs> so I, I don't know what kind of vietnamese what your vietnamese I'm, student I'm sure association was like i'm sure you did but not like being comparative is uh, not productive, but if you, but if you compare to like the VSU to like the the Black Student Union, yeah. <laughs> it's not even close in terms of like how lit something could be. Dude, the Caribbean oh, Student yeah. Unions, all their parties are always off the chain. Yeah. If you wanted to put like improv on your resume to get into college, I think that's fine. But if your child was like, "Hey, I still want to join the college improv team," I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Absolutely. Not. <laughs> You're such a hypocrite, Dad. I, you did it. That's I never did improv at college because that shit is terrible. Uh. <laughs> All right. So you write a lot um, about theater. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like you write a lot in regards to representation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, do you get a lot of free shows? Do you get to like a lot of shows for free? Oh, that's yes. the best. Uh, yeah, that's how I saw Hamilton twice. Nice. <laughs> nice flex. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever thought think about just selling those tickets? <laughs> oh, no. It's not legal, too. Oh, oh damn. I, okay. That's how you don't get free shit. Okay. Yeah. And also because theater is such a... It's a small, passionate community of mm -hmm. people. And so if you fuck up, everybody knows. Oh, okay. Wait, here's another question. Then. Do you get a plus one, and have you used that to your advantage? I have gotten a plus one, and I do use it as a test for anyone that I'm dating at the time. Okay. okay. How so? so uh, uh, if I take you to this really weird thing that's outside of your, outside of your comfort zone and you react well, that means, like, we'll get along. Okay. If you don't, then, like... They, like, they leave and say, oh, that was interesting. Yeah, like, or, or they appreciate it. They're not like, I want... That, that, that was weird. Let's okay. not do that again. Right. <laughs> you don't want them to walk you, out and be no, like... like that was an experience. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't be polite. No. Okay. Uh, uh, does your boyfriend enjoy the theater? He has to, I imagine. Yeah, he didn't. He does. Like I, I, I took him to like his first Broadway show in like thirteen years. Nice. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Does he go all the time now, or is he like over it? It's like ah, oh, another artsy, insightful. Play. Well, it's only been like four months, so okay. I can't take him all the time. Mm -hmm. And also, I have like a long list of people i have to take to things oh <laughs> he can't jump yeah, up the line how long will it take for <laughs> dating for him to jump up <laughs> i don't know uh, years maybe because okay. i've some of my plus ones i've taken them to the theater for like for years mm. oh that's uh okay i remember what i want mm. to ask mm. how different is broadway and off broadway productions is like oh, the stuff that's not on, oh, okay. on broadway like that inferior no no it's not okay. it's not like that seems like to be the per, uh perception it's like broadway is like the creme de la creme and then anything that's not on broadway well think of broadway as uh, like marvel think of broadway as marvel and disney uh -huh. mm -hmm. and think of off broadway as like indie okay in terms of like mo like movies right okay. and so just because like a movie has like a small budget doesn't mean it's any less worthy or mm -hmm. any less good than like a big budget marvel movie okay okay so if something is, but does that mean like if something's on Broadway, it is good? No. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's one of them. No. Like, is, I've seen some shit on Broadway. Oh, okay. What's some shit right now? Oh, oh my goodness. Or uh, there's something, are these people oh, like too nice? Like you're, Oh, you're no, no, no. I, 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 I've talked shit about them on my podcast, so it's fine. Okay, right. There's right. this uh, musical on Broadway called Tootsie, where it's it got nominated for Best Musical, and it's about a man, who, an actor who wants to get more work, so he dresses up as a woman. Oh, okay. okay. It's bad. Well, Artistically did. and sociopolitically. <laughs> but people still... But it still got produced because they're... It's a it, known brand? Yeah, it's a known brand. And on Broadway, if, if you're a producer and you have enough money to mm-hmm. get to get a theater and to get a show up on its feet, then, you, then, you know, then you're on Broadway. Okay. It's all about money. It's all okay. about like, getting the financing for it. I see. So t- it's not necessarily the, the show itself. It's just like who's going to put up the money to, okay, yeah. to, to put it in a theater. Yeah. Is, that, is that the main thing? I see. Yes. Okay, okay, got it. Okay. So it's not an open mic, but it's kind of a, it's like a test ground. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, if you have enough money to rent the space, okay. then you're on it. Yeah, so like if Elon Musk wanted to produce a show about if he wa- cars. If, <laughs> like, he wanted to totally rap, just, okay. if he wanted to rap about Harambe for an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he totally could. Got he totally it, could. got it. So it's about All money. Right. It's not about prestige it's, then, getting on the Broadway, yeah. to getting on Broadway. No, yeah, well, the thing is about Broadway, though, uh, there is a prestige in that if you're on Broadway and you're successful, mm-hmm. that means that your show will then, like, tour, tour around the country. Okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So, so, I, like, so it's like more eyes are on that. Got it. Because, like, there's so much off-Broadway that, you know, it's hard to keep track. Okay. Or, let's see, a, a performer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it better to be on Broadway uh, but for a show that isn't great? Or is it better to be on uh, off-Broadway for a show that is well-received? Hmm. Like, say you were given an opportunity yeah. to like, perform. It's like, hey, uh, we got, uh, say, Hamilton before it blew up, right? It's like, hey, we got this show. Well, Hamilton, Hamilton is, a- is amazing. Right, yeah. Uh, but uh, say it's like, hey, we have this show. It's called Hamilton's Off-Broadway. Or you can be in the SpongeBob musical that is on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. one would you, 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 you uh, pick, as an actor? Yeah, you pick Hamilton. Okay, got it. <laughs> I think the because question is, get- where who's going to see my face more? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and if you want more people to see your face, you go on Broadway, of course, because then you get to you know, be on television, potentially. For Plus, the, the checks are better? The t- oh, yeah. You get yeah. paid so much more. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I, I have, like, a few, like, I, I know a few people who had the opportunity to be on Broadway, but they didn't want to because it wasn't, like, it was, like, a side role. It, was, it wasn't going to be valuable for them artistically. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and they kept on doing, like, their off-Broadway projects that they were more passionate about. Got that it, makes got sense. it, got it. So I, like, in, no, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I pulled up a list of the Broadway shows that are kind of running. So if you could mm-hmm. just give us a really quick rundown or like a, like right. a grade. I haven't seen whatever. all of them. You've... I haven't seen all of them. Oh, you have? Okay, then this will work. I haven't. Oh, you no, haven't. I haven't? Okay, have you seen King Kong? No. Yes. Is it any good? The monkey is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Lion King. The monkey is the best part. Of King Kong? Yes. I would hope so. Okay. <laughs> Wait, does the, the rest? What is there speaking parts for the monkey? No, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sing, he doesn't dance, but he's the best part. That's why, because he's quiet. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Wicked. Oh my! Oh my! 
No. Like, it's amazing. Okay. No, but, like, it's amazing. Okay. Uh, it's amazing if you're a teenage girl, though. That's a primary demographic for Wicked. Uh, I've seen Wicked, like, three times. I have no shame about Wicked. Okay, that's fine. How about I just tell you if it's worth the money or if it's not? Okay. Oh, okay. That works. Okay. King Kong. No. Okay. Uh, Wicked. Yes. Lion King. Yes. Aladdin. No. Book of Mormon. Yes. Mean Girl. Unless you're black. Oh. Unless. Explain. Wait, we saw Book of Mormon. Yeah, we did. Uh, we'll get back to that. Mean Girls. No. Chicago. Yes. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yes. Really? Because it's six hours, and oh my if you God. bring it down per hour, it's like only 100 bucks an hour, so it could be what? No it's show is going to be good for six hours? hours? Dude, Dude, there's I a got, dement. I love Marvel, you- and at the end of Endgame, I was like, this is too fucking long. <laughs> you are crazy. <laughs> Endgame could have been six hours, and I would have liked it. So, so, you're seeing it so you're not seeing it in theater, Emron. David, you are seeing it in theater again with the new footage. Yes, definitely. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> And see, the, I've seen, I've, I've sat through so many six-hour shows that literally, I drank a 16-ounce iced coffee before I went into Endgame. Didn't have to go to the bathroom. Wow. Nice. So wait, how how many intermissions does Harry Potter have with six out being six be hours long? Four. 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 Golly. Okay. Okay. Nah. At uh, that point, I'm like, just kill Harry. I, don't care <laughs> I will kill Harry. Harry, because I want to go. <laughs> I, and I can't home. speak today. I can't today. I dropped that coffee, <laughs> and it's just everything is out. Uh, let's see. Frozen. No. Okay. Oklahoma. Yes. My Fair Lady. Yes. Okay. And that's uh, unless you un- unless you're fem unless you're really feminist, then My Fair Lady will uh, bother you a lot. But the music is good. When was it made? 1950-something. Oh, yeah, that makes it's sense. It's old, then. yeah. Is it well, just her singing about being in the kitchen? Is that, is that it? It's like no, it's about, you, you know, it's about a British girl who, and a man teaches a poor British girl how to be a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 musicals are ridiculous okay. if, you, if you just describe them. You have to experience Yeah, that. I mean, yeah. The first time I saw Phantom of the Opera, I took my girlfriend to it because she's a fan. And I was like, this is just an incel. I don't know why. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he's, he's totally a rapist. Yeah, he's a dude who just lives in his basement and then just wants this girl that, who doesn't want him. I was like, this is just a fucking incel. I, why do I have to pay all this money to watch this shit? Oh, this is <laughs> But the music. The music you is pay good. for the, the music. music is, I like the Phantom of the Opera and song. The rest of it's to me, yeah. So this is an interesting question um, that I would like you to give insight uh, towards. Uh, mm-hmm. So when someone produces something and say it was like written um, in the period that it was, mm-hmm. as a critic, do you try to view it through that perspective or is it too difficult to compartmentalize uh, modern, a modern lens? Right. And like not attach, mm-hmm. like say that type of... Uh, our, sexism our sensi- our or yeah, yeah, yeah. It. and it's complicated because the thing about you know doing old work is you have to ask yourself for me i'm always asking like why are we doing this now there's yeah. so much new work out there that's not problematic why do we do this uh-huh. right. and uh-huh. so i not I, I analyze it from that and i'm like does it still hold up yeah, some yeah. aspects of my fair lady still really hold up the music's gorgeous mm-hmm. And the performances if it's really good performers you talk about how great the performance mm-hmm. is the message not appropriate right now mm-hmm. but if you can get past that then you'll enjoy your show okay but do you think it's right to continue doing this art 
or do you just say like, oh, it's a part of the past or try to retrofit it into something new? Like, do you just let uh, keep it the way it is or do you just kind of like say this is what's at the time and then move on to something new? Like, why is why are people still doing My Fair Lady? I have no. Well, I do. It's the music. Yeah. OK. It's the music. And it's a known brand. It's yeah. A known, yeah, it's a known brand. The thing is, I, I love a good revival because because like I, I never I there are just certain musicals I love that I, you know, it, it was written before my time, and so I'll never get to see it live. And so revivals are a good way to like introduce a new generation of to these things if they love that thing. Mm-hmm. But if, but these days with the sociopolitical climate we're in, it like it all gets complicated because right. these things they're beautiful, but at the same time they're some some of it is retrograde. And so right. I think you acknowledge both. Okay. I try to acknowledge both. Do you in like, like in your reviews? Do you always kind of like temper it? It's mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, you know, it's like I'm only reviewing this in framing it. It's like I'm only reviewing this as an art piece and not necessarily through the lens of modern times. Oh no, I do both. Okay. Yeah, and I because I, I have my opinions. I can't I can't put away my sensibilities as a woman as a person of color when I'm looking at something racist. But the same, but. Like, not, there there aren't many things that are purely good or purely bad, mm-hmm. and so as a critic, you want to be able to do analyze both. I see. Except for Miss Saigon, which is trash <laughs> and uh, should never be produced again. But no, but I don't get mad at people who do though. Do you, in your writing, what? Hold on. No, before. Right. In your in your writing, was it always with that uh, consciousness when you started off uh, being uh, cr- critiquing art? Or did it develop a little bit later once uh, your your voice got stronger? Yeah, it, definitely the second because because I was an English major, and so I think when when you just studied literature, which is mostly white people, mm-hmm. I kind of became white, or I thought, or I didn't think of it in those terms because I was never taught to think in those terms. I didn't take Asian American studies, right. and all your teachers were white. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. I yeah. didn't. So I didn't. I didn't have that sensibility when I was looking at a piece of art. I, I looked at it as, oh, is the acting good? Is the music good? You know, is the language good? Then yeah, it's a good piece of art. Mm-hmm. But, but the but I think that's why, even though I worked. You know, I moved away from like a predominantly Asian enclave to a predominantly white city. Mm-hmm. I think it made me realize like my position as a person of color in who in America, and okay. and like how I and and it let and you know as and then it helped me like start interrogating. Oh, why do I think white men are more are the most attractive kind of men? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. And so, like, it's it, it's been a thing that's developed over time, mm-hmm. and I think it's and I think it's also still developing too. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Do you I don't f- think? Uh, well, no, 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 I, I still don't think white. Though I don't think white men are the most attractive anymore. I you think already said it, and just, we have it recorded. No, so. no I, <laughs> I don't think that anymore. It was just like it's a, gonna be the title of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Why men are the most attractive. Uh, by Dip Tran. No, the Dip Tran story. Yeah. <laughs> deep. Deep like the ocean. Oh, deep. my bad. Oh, my bad. Deep. Anyway, um, it's okay. So uh, the question I was going to ask you was like, do you find a lot more shows off-Broadway that are not catered towards white audiences now? Oh, yeah, definitely. And how are they reviewed then by – because, I mean, I know there's an assortment of reviewers. Problematically. But, yeah. Okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. You know. What is the uh, problematic that you speak of? Oh, it's like because I didn't realize when I got into this business, like I'm like the, I'm like the oh, one of very few, like maybe three Asian American theater critics review, like writing regularly full time right. as a career, and so I didn't real, and so like. The longer I've done this, the, real, the, the more I realize, oh, there's like an obligation here to like look at things, to to like see to see people of color on stage in a nuanced way and to write about it in a nuanced way because not all critics do that. Do your other two fellow critics share that same mentality? Yeah, yeah, because like when you're when you're like the only one doing something, you're like, okay, I can't. There are certain things I feel like I should not. I don't feel comfortable saying mm-hmm. because it may be, it may come off the wrong way. I don't want to punch down at a community, and so you got to temper it. And I and I feel a sense of obligation that I don't think my white colleagues really feel. I see. Okay. Do you ever call them out on it? And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm I'm approaching this subjectively or objectively. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did do some DMs with, you know, my someone at the Times, but. Okay. We just agreed to disagree in that. Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. Did you? The thing is, like, you don't want to teach people. Uh It's not my job to teach people. But how are they going to learn? By getting called out on the internet. (laughs) Through shame. Through shame. shame. So does that mean that you're more um, harsher or lenient on uh, people of colors? Ooh. Affirmation. I am more lenient. Well, the thing is, I'm lenient proportional to budget. Oh, that's fair. Okay, yeah. Like, if, if, if it's something about person of color... Uh, but I know they didn't have a lot of money to do it, or I know they were really they were really struggling to get this up. Then yeah, I'm not gonna like nitpick every single thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I think but that's if fair. It's, yeah. Okay. But if it's like you know allegiance on Broadway, then like you don't want to be completely mean either. But it wasn't a good show. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever uh, read somebody's? Uh, critique of a show and then be like it's clear that this person didn't get it at all oh yeah and how often does that happen pretty regularly (laughs) how do you do do you respond or uh, how do you how would you respond i mean it's not my job to respond because i I was hoping it would be like a rap battle (laughs) (laughs) yo this is a disrespond (laughs) i know but journalism is precarious you know you don't want to like shit on your colleagues but at the same, but you know, the artist will do it for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, do and I just uh, like amplify that. Ooh. Like uh, there was a um, that that review I was talking about. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's that show I was talking about, the all black, um, much ado about nothing, Shakespeare in the Park. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh The re- the New York Times review basically said uh, this was this wasn't a color. Bl- Basically said, um, these people weren't acting white. They were acting black. Therefore, I liked it a lot. Damn. What does okay. that even mean? Like, you know, because, you know, Shakespeare is predominantly portrayed, you know, played by white people. And yeah. this is an all black production. Yeah. And, they're, and, the re- and the reviewer said, well, they're not pretending to be white people. Okay. They're embracing their blackness, which is like, you know, like, like a, yeah. uh, like a, well, what's that kind of compliment? A, a backhanded, backhanded compliment. Yeah. Okay. 
And a lot of people were mad about that. And I basically said on Twitter that this is kind of endemic of an assumption most people have, which is like white is neutral. And mm -hmm. if you're not, if there's no cultural signifiers on mm -hmm. the person, that means they're white. Wow. Okay. Oh, See, I'm yeah. so but white is a culture. I am dumb because you told me that. And then my first thought was like, oh, so that means it's just like empire, but live. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my brain went to, and I was just like, oh, I'm... But you're also old. a comic. You're allowed to not be PC yeah, about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay. Have you ever had somebody come after you because of your critique? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, when I wrote the Miss Saigon thing, I literally got comments saying that... Saying that I was the filth of all Asians. Huh. Of all Asians? Yeah, because wow. I hate... Was it, was it Asian people who said that? I have no idea. God damn it's it. like random people on the internet uh -huh. twitter eggs a bunch of twitter eggs yeah like didn't a random comment like random comments that we uh, that we subsequently deleted but you know someone has to moderate those damn things but it's one of those times where like why are you so mad that i don't like a musical it's a fucking musical <laughs> It's like you're Who not, cares you're, this much? Yeah. A lot and of you're people. Not, you're, yeah, you're. <laughs> it's a, the producer. It's just like, yo, I want you guys all to come after her neck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, do you read a lot of your own weird. comments, or do you give it like a like a buffer period for some of the scraping to happen? Uh, I'll read it if if they they slide into my you know mentions, but other than that, like I don't read I don't read it because okay. it's just toxic and i feel like i'm on social media enough where, where if people have a problem with me or what i said like they can just d like dm me directly my yeah. dms are open yeah. yeah which i don't know which it's fine it's fine <laughs> so fyi people at deep thought nice in terms of theater critics where do you f mm. view yourself in terms of that realm it's like are you uh the top theater critic person oh god no oh damn that's the new york times I, I, I don't a, know. I don't know these things. I know. I know. Oh, God. Uh, no, no. I, I, I'm like at mid-level. And because I don't just review plays, I do like mm -hmm. a lot of reporting. I do editing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm trying to like it's like I, I'm trying to not like just put my opinions out there, but I want to amplify other people. And mm -hmm. so I'm always looking for new writers mm -hmm. of like different backgrounds to like give their input on things. Okay because I think journalism is a really white industry. And even though I don't write for a big publication, I have a little bit of power. And so like, I want other people to like have access to, yeah, like access to, to one institution. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, lift uh, while you climb. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about in regards, mm -hmm. um, do you view yourself staying in this theater critique realm or would you do you ever envision yourself expanding beyond it? it's like hey i want to review movies or i want to review brunches mm -hmm. like food <laughs> food reviews right? that'd be the dream really yeah. <laughs> the thing is i thought it's like i considered doing doing food reviews for a while and then but then like i can't eat out that much it's like most of your week because i i go see three or four shows a week mm -hmm. and like i can't do that with food that's how you get fat <laughs> yeah but free food though yeah. hey, y'all do it y'all have opinions yeah. everyone's a critic now everybody's a critic now um, but um 
But yeah, I do because I, I I've been like doing some more writing around like the film and TV area. I I, I just did I, I just wrote a piece about always be my maybe. Okay. Uh, but the thing is, I I feel like when if you critique six critique something, you should know something of more than you, you should have more than a passing knowledge of the industry. That's fair. And the medium as well. And the thing is, I know theater so well mm-hmm. because I've been in it for so long. Yeah. Right. But like film and TV, like I can't tell you what a cinematographer does. <laughs> Real quick, what was your opinion on Always Be My Maybe? Yeah. Oh, it, it was it, it was the best rom com I'd seen in, in a really long time. What was? It wasn't completely funny, but. What was the what was your favorite rom com before Always Be My Maybe? Oh, my favorite rom com's been in Harry Met Sally. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna yeah, say but... My Fair Lady. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's misogynist, <laughs> but the music is really good. Okay, so no, my favorite, yeah, my favorite musical theater rom com is The King and I. Okay, King and I. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know oh. what that is. Either. Is that the one in Thailand? Okay. <laughs> they, oh man, it's so problematic, but the music's so good. It's see that that's like that's like me in theater. I'm like. I th- I there's so much I love and yet it's so fucked at the same time that's how a lot of people feel about hip hop <laughs> this is bad misogynistic but the beat is dope <laughs> just got one other question for you who's the who's the Roger Ebert of of critics in the in the theater? play world yeah theater world yeah I think the person with the most power would definitely be um, Ben Brantley of the New York Times oh okay yeah, like his, like his reviews determine whether or not people will see a show and make money. Wow, that's, that's so much power. That's crazy. That's power. too much power. Yeah, yeah. because I'm like theater, theater, unlike film, is so expensive, and so people want to read reviews to see if the thing's worth their money. Okay. It's dependent on that a little more. Anybody ever tried to bribe you? Be like, yo, come nah. on. <laughs> oh, I'll take you there, out to brunch. No, are there plays so, on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh yeah, the, the, there's a Rotten Tomatoes for plays. Yeah, it's it's called Show Score. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and audience members can also review plays there, too. Very cool. <laughs> I like it. It, it. it democratizes everything, though I must say, though, because uh, audiences are, are stupid sometimes. Sometimes. And, all yeah, time. I would say <laughs> most people are very dumb. Yeah, I mean, they're so generous. Because even really bad shit, like, they'll still find something to love about it. <laughs> I like the color of the curtains. Exactly. Like, I paid all this money. Like, I will stand no matter what. Like, on Broadway, every single show gets a, gets a standing ovation. Standing ovations don't mean anything anymore. Okay. Last okay. question, and I want to switch gears real quick, uh, and then we got to wrap it up. Okay. Because you got to go to work. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, if you could do one thing to fix Broadway right now, what would mm-hmm. it be? Uh, produce more writers of color. Oh, tight. Nope. Because they're out there. Um, there's this amazing play that with music that's coming to New York next uh, next spring. It's called Cambodian Rock Band, and it's by oh. Lauren Yee, and it's about the Khmer Rouge. Yeah, but also about a about a father daughter uh, relationship. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. So there's that uh, in the spring. David Henry Huang. I mean, in the fall, David Henry Henry Huang has a new musical coming off Broadway as well. It's called Soft Power, and Hillary Clinton is a character in it. Fun. Like and the real Hillary Clinton? N- no, not, not, <laughs> Hillary's not in the play. She's a character. Got it. Uh, anything out right now? Anything out right now? It doesn't have to be Asian, but like anything right now we should go check out. Oh, shit. Okay. Wait. Uh, yep. I There's this really 
wait, uh, when is it closing? Just give me a second. Okay, no. Um, one, it's it's about a it's a musical about a gay black man living in New York City. It's called A Strange Loop, and it's playing off Broadway. All nice. right. It's by Michael R. Jackson. Okay. okay. Not related to the late singer. Right. That's why the R is there. Just like Michael B. <laughs> yes, Jordan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. The initial is everything. Right. Last thing I want to talk about, and mm-hmm. then uh, do you know who Michael Nguyen is? No. He's in the news right now. Okay. He is a well, 55-year-old Vietnamese man from mm-hmm. Southern California who's been sentenced to 12 years in Vietnam for conspiring to, uh, I guess, rally people to overthrow the communist government. Good for him. Uh, I mean, he's he's doing 12 years. But here's the thing. Uh, His family and a lot of people in America are alleging that he is being set up by the communist government as a fall guy to, you know, kind of put everybody in their place okay uh like he had two other cohorts who are doing like eight and 12 years and then they also threw i think his dad in jail for mm-hmm. one year for not reporting them to the government and very you admire uh, communist government's efficiency just kidding i was gonna th- I, I, was I was gonna think about that it's like are they efficient <laughs> in this <laughs> they're efficient at punishing people they are um they're a little bit more low-key than other governments too but i think in terms of like human rights vietnam right now mm-hmm. is like very poor, <laughs> very, well, very, very it's poor. Been very poor it's been very poor but like it's getting poorer because uh, they're trying mm-hmm. to implement like surveillance technology oh, okay. to like watch everybody yeah, so yeah. very sad because like vietnam is on the come up but then at the same time there's a lot of things holding it back uh, and then yeah. I want to just speak with you about this because I don't know what your household was like gro- growing mm-hmm, up, but mm-hmm. my dad was very, not very, anti-communist. Is still oh, yeah. anti-communist. Oh, so is mine, definitely. Yeah, like uh, he'll do this thing where he'll go up to San Francisco uh, in front of the Vietnamese embassy and just protest <laughs> the government, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why he's not allowed back in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, see, I right. didn't know any of that oh. stuff. Oh, that's why they he had, they haven't gone back. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of reasons, too. It's like they mm-hmm. don't want to. I think mm-hmm. there's some probably underlying trauma behind of going course, back, course, uh, underlying guilt maybe for being able to make it out while you left people behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Vietnamese people, we don't talk about our emotions, so we can only <laughs> speculate. Yeah. Um, Your family does and my family does. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> How do you feel uh, mm-hmm. about stories <laughs> in regards to like uh, the the ongoing? Because I feel like the as we all age, like the generation that was directly affected by what happened with the fall of Saigon and the fall of South Vietnam will eventually pass, mm-hmm. and we are the product of that generation. Yes, and whether or not uh, do you think that protest against that government will persist or? Do we kind of just move on and just accept that uh, what happened happened and then kind of just move forward and just figure out uh, the complicated relationship? And then that's a very complicated question. It is. Too. The thing is, like, I'm not we're, we're, we're not Vietnamese. We're Vietnamese Americans. So we have. That's another thing that we yeah. can talk about later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, so like this. So I, I've only been back to Vietnam once. You, mm-hmm. You've never been back. And so like, oh, I've been back once. Yeah. I. Oh, yes. OK. So we've both been back once, mm-hmm. but like we don't know what it's like to live there. And mm-hmm. I don't feel I want to be like an American col- colonialist saying like, oh, we need 
they should be doing the citizenry should be doing this mm -hmm. or like we need to save them mm -hmm. i do think I, th I think it's a two-pronged approach mm -hmm. of like the people vietnamese nationals need especially those who live overseas and i'm not vietnamese national i don't think but vietnamese nationals like need to talk about it mm -hmm. and i think for us as vietnamese americans like you can't talk about a place that you've never been or you have no connection to. Mm -hmm. And so I think I don't want to make like a broad generalization of like we should be doing some like X, Y, Z because we're all we all come from a different, very different place. Fascinating. Not, not all of us speak Vietnamese even. Right. So, okay. so like I think my parents would expect me to protest. But if you've never been there, like why would you protest for a place you've never been? Um, well, one could argue, and this is what I mm -hmm. thought because I, I, I'm trying to consider like my place within uh, Viet, Vietnam culture, not just Vietnamese culture. Yeah. Because uh, I have a little different perspective. I think if you are Vietnamese, then you're Vietnamese regardless of where you're from. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so to, and if you want like what's best for your people, and I, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> Let's keep yeah, it yeah. real. I, I'm not going to do anything. But I think mentally, it's like I wish I had that kind of uh, vigor and ambition that uh, maybe others might. Because mm -hmm. if you study history, uh, people who get conquered uh, are thrown into exile all the time. And then they always kind of like come back and then try to uprise. And I don't know if like where the future of Vietnam goes. But just seeing the the rest of the world, it's like you kind of don't want it to be end up like China, right? But like that's kind of where the direction goes. It's like, and if it's not us who are free of retaliation, who stirs that type mm -hmm. of protest and rebellion, then where is it gonna come from? It's a kind of one of those moral morally ambiguous things where yeah, yeah, uh, I get it. It's like, oh, the struggle will. Like, hopefully someone <laughs> takes up the struggle and is successful, but it's like, uh... It needs to be... A, yeah. It's going to... Like, there's a, sad uh, there's a sad history, ambiguous present, and then for me, it's like uh, uh, unknown future, but I don't have... Uh, what's it called? Um, it's not half glass full. Yeah. Well, what I, I, I do think... A, a way to start would be to tell all the all the white people who find who try to find themselves in Vietnam about the human atrocities mm -hmm. and to not just think of it as oh this beautiful country where all these people are so down to earth and so simple they're poor like, but they're happy exactly <laughs> exactly they they showed me how to what really matters in life like put a little bit of you know like put some ugliness into that like tell them this is how they actually live this is the poverty level like bring awareness to those issues mm -hmm. because you know money talks and vietnamese government is the vietnamese economy is dependent on the is dependent on you know money from overseas vietnamese mm -hmm. saying that back and then they're also dependent on tourism mm -hmm. so vietnam is like that. broadway yes like money runs everything. Money runs Vietnam. Vietnam is like America, money, where if you have enough money, then you can get away with basically anything. Truly, I feel like that's the world in general. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you very much for mm -hmm. indulging me and Emron and our uh, yeah. theater questions. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's, it's very fine. Fun I hope you go you. see a show. 
Enron, I, I, and I know stuff playing in San Francisco you might like. Okay. So. Please let me. I saw Book of Mormon and uh, with David, and we both walked out, and he was like, oh, I loved it. What would you think? And I was like, there's too much singing. There's I too- didn't like it. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. No, I thought it's like this is not as funny as people made it out to be. Yeah, it was too much singing for me, and I thought it I was, was very decent. underwhelmed. I, I thought it was okay at best. <laughs> okay, and that's why I don't want to see then Hamilton. You're hate ha- Honestly, I don't huh? want to see Hamilton because everybody's like, it's the greatest thing on the face of the earth, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I yeah, expect you may too much. not. I you may like not I, like it because they sing the entire time. Oh man. For two and a half hours. That's a lot of singing. singing. There's no talking. My Fair Lady, Emron. That's your. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Go see My Fair Lady. Okay. Thank you. Or go see Miss Saigon. Okay. What is there? (laughs) Is there more Uh, talking, or is it all singing as well? (laughs) Oh no, Miss Saigon's all singing. Oh my god, I can't. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) All right, plug yourself, uh, uh, all your social media, and any handles that you might have. Follow me on Twitter if you love thoughts about pop culture, theater, you know, race and gender and all that fun stuff. I'm at Deep Thought, which is a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference, if you don't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also have a podcast where I review shows. It's called Token Theater Friends. And fun fact, and and fun fact, we also interview... uh, theater people but in our last episode we interviewed new york city council new york city um oh my god i forget his title uh jamani williams richard jamani williams williams's title uh new york county representative yeah no no he's like the second most powerful person in new york city rich guy vice mayor (laughs) rich guy (laughs) the owner of broadway yeah (laughs) the owner of the knicks i don't know (laughs) keep going oh my goodness (laughs) And uh, if you want to see me take pictures, I'm on Instagram nice. at Deep Times. Spell it. D-I-E-P Times. Nice. All right. You find Emron at Emron the G. Mm-hmm. You can find me at David Nguyen. And then you can follow us on uh, at The Bad Asian Show. And please, uh, on iTunes, give us the five stars. All right. Thank you, Deep, one more time. Uh, thank you for listening. Woo. Take care. Yeah. Woo. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace. <laughs>